Welcome to the Maria Heller Show, on the net since 2000 and still going strong. If you feel like you're not getting the real news, if you feel like you're not connected spiritually, you have found your home. Maria covers a wide range of topics as only a snarky New Yorker can. Straight up, no chaser. No censorship, no corporate sponsors, thus true freedom of speech. Your subscription gives you unlimited access as a member of the smartest audience on earth. Relax and enjoy the education. Now here's Maria. Good morning, world. Welcome to The Bigger Picture with myself, my friend, my co-host, one of the best, most knowledgeable spiritual person I know on the planet, Michael Rakia. But before I say hello to Michael, for a lot of you new listeners, I must imp- just tell you, here's a series of books that you not only need to have, but you need to read and you need to give and share with everyone you know. And here's just some of the books Michael wrote. I hope I have them all. Revelation, Illumination, Your Life After Death, which is still my favorite, The Fall, Transmission, From Here to Infinity, Many Voices, One Mission, and of course his latest book, The Spaces Between, Unseen Forces That Shape Your Life. So if you think you're going nuts, maybe it's not you. So let me say good morning to Michael. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Maria. How are you? I'm doing okay, you know. Uh, I just feel like that old Beatles song, you know. I'm just sitting here waiting, watching the world go round and round. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we live in interesting times, you know. And, uh, Indeed we do. And we volunteered for this. So yes. <laughs> nobody yes. to blame but yes. ourselves. Nobody to blame but ourselves. Now, Michael, I know that today we want to talk about uh, all the different, in each one of your books, you cover evil. And I I mean, we can, you know, if you have eyes in your head, you know we're living in a very evil environment right now. Uh, But before we get to this, I have to ask you, uh, because one of my dear friends is about to lose one of her familiars. Her cat has been sick for a while. Uh, she she wrote me this morning, and you know she's told me the cat just has a few days to go. And yeah. one thing that I know about our familiars, which I don't like to refer to them as pets because they're not our pets, uh, is that they travel lifetime to lifetime with us. Uh, I wanted to ask you uh, what happens to the soul of animals because a lot of people don't even believe animals have souls no no that, that is incredible isn't it yeah you have these wonderful animated beings and people believe they don't have souls of course they have souls uh, and they um in microcosm go through the same thing that we go through in that they they go back to their higher self which in the case of an animal is a diva but they are still individualized and yet part of that diva. And so they can return to us when we go through the same process and connect with us and uh, be our friends again. So uh, the, the lady, I'm sorry to, to hear that she's uh, losing her cat physically at the moment, but she will be reunited with that cat. And I think I mentioned before, haven't I, that by my little Cairn Terrier, Vicky, uh, on the night that she had to go, uh, I was woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning by her distinct bark. She barked twice mm-hmm. to let me know that she was all right. And she's been through since. 
and she's a great source of comfort because she comes through when I'm particularly stressed mm-hmm. and she sits with me and uh, it, there's no disconnection between us and there won't be. Right, right. Well, you know, I had a similar experience when I got divorced. We owned, uh, we had a German Shepherd and I didn't have the space for her. So my husband took her because he had uh, rented a big house with a yard. Yeah. Uh, but one morning, and she was never at my apartment, which was quite a ways away from where she was. Uh, but I remember distinctly one morning waking up to her barking outside my door. And I got out of bed and I said, Diamond doesn't know where I live. And I opened the door, but she wasn't there. And that was the day I found out she had left the planet. Uh, yeah. So she did come to say goodbye. And, you know, there have that, luckily it was uh, a breed that is a pedigree. So I've gotten to see her many times through other people's German shepherds, just like my little Bichon that I had. Uh, and it's funny because my doctor, my chiropractor, has a dog that looks just like the last dog I had. Her name was Crystal. And when I go in there, she immediately comes up to me, puts her head on my lap, and stares at me. And I'll just say, hi, Crystal, just assuming her spirit has jumped inside that pup, (laughs) just to say hello to me for a while. And uh, they know when they're going, don't they? I I had a a wonderful cat that uh, was part of my life when I was very traumatized many, many years ago. I was going through a very, very bad time. And she came into my life as I was going through that bad time, and she would sit on my knee, and she she was more like a dog than a cat. She wouldn't leave me. Mm-hmm. And as I came out of this traumatic period, uh, and I was okay again, uh, one uh, day she jumped onto my lap, and I distinctly heard her say goodbye, and then she jumped off again, which was something she didn't usually do. She usually stayed with me all the time. The following morning, we found her body outside. Mm. So let me uh, ask you this. Knew, I believe she, she was going. All right. Oh, well, I think everybody does. I believe yes. I believe that we pick when we come in yep. and when we go out before we get here. The when ticket and how. Ticket out, Maria. What? A ticket in and a ticket out. Right. And, and a return ticket. Right. I mean, there are some people, believe it or not, that refuse to die even when their time comes. Uh, and they tend to create a, a lag in when they leave, and I think a lot of that is just their fear of the unknown. Yes, yes, indeed. My point with the with, with the animals is that they totally accept that they're going, whereas, as, you, as you've just said, we resist at, uh, at all costs, don't we? We don't want to go. We don't want to die. We're terrified of it. Right. And the animals know that they're going home, and there's no resistance to that. Right. Right. Well, I think that, you know, here as humans, because we have so much programming from the minute we're born, especially with the distortions religion gives us, that a lot of people have a lot of fear of the unknown, even though they've experienced it. Okay. There are a lot of people that have experienced a lot of metaphysical things, uh, and they still deny what they see or they hear. So, you know, fear, I would say fear is another part of evil. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, we, we did want to talk about evil. I mean, you know, I, I, think about, uh, I think about all the years that I was indoctrinated into the Bible and how the Bible treats evil, you know. But the Bible clearly does say that the, hand, the, the planet is in the hands of the wicked ones. 
<laughs> so <laughs> that was all those years ago. Imagine today. Uh, so yeah. when you look at what, go ahead. I've never used the the word evil as much in my life because it, it applies to 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 everything that's happening to us at the moment. It seems to have its tendrils into every aspect of society, and it thinks it's winning. Right. And we're, we're not talking about the, the biblical interpretation of evil. We're talking about the need by certain individuals to control, to manipulate, to coerce, and to impose their will on us as free spirits. Uh, but, of course, from a spiritual point of view, evil has a very different interpretation. And evil goes back to the time of the fall. It goes back to the time when we made a mistake in visiting this planet, in creating. We created the planet, and then we decided that we would speed up the way in which creation would take place on this planet. Mm -hmm. And it was the wrong thing to do. And as we've said many times in the show, there was a, an argument, or there was a discussion, not an argument, that went back and forth between us as part of the angelic host and the greater part of the angelic host who warned us, advised us, that what we were planning to do would not work. And we, with the best of intentions, not because we were doing anything wrong, but because we, were, we thought we would bring greater glory to the angelic host and to divinity, decided to go ahead anyway. And we speeded up matter. And as a result of speeding up matter, the way in which creation takes place on earth, we unbalanced things and we uh, emphasized the negative aspect of creation. And as a result, we experienced lack uh, in our minds. We experienced the need for power in our minds, the lust for power. We experience fear of anything that is different than we are. And uh, subconsciously, we still want to eliminate anything that is not of us. Right. So anything that is different from us, we see as a threat. We want to impose our will on it. Right. We want to control it. We want things to be in balance in our own world, right. uh, in our own inner world. Mm -hmm. But we can't balance things until we eliminate the effects of the fall. And so people start out with good intentions, but then they become afraid. Then they connect to the negative side of creation, which is overpowering on earth because we upset the balance of creation. And they then seek to eliminate anything that is not of themselves, not of their own thoughts for how their life and the lives of others should be. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's what we're experiencing big time. And as Joseph says in his book, The Fall, the fall repeats itself. The effect mm -hmm. of the fall repeat themselves. Right. And so you have souls who keep coming back here to repeat the same pattern. They rise to the top. They try to control others. They upset the balance. And on and on it goes until we sort it out at source. Right. And yes, we've got to uh, we've got to combat evil on a physical level. Of course, we have. And you know, uh, kudos to those people who are attempting to expose the evil that there is in the world at the moment. Mm -hmm. But that is one step of two steps that we can take against evil. The other step we can take against evil is to direct spiritual heart light to 
towards it, towards those people that we see as trying to control us, take away our freedoms, manipulate us, coerce us, deceive us. It's difficult, but we have to send out love, heart, light to them. And that does two things. It either exposes, writs large, what they are doing so that people can make up their minds about what people are doing. And or it addresses them, it addresses their hearts, it infuses their bodies with enough light and their souls with enough light to allow them to look at the steps they are taking to consider the steps they are taking and to realize and discover that what they are doing is harmful to others and to stop doing it. So there is a, there is a fight on two fronts. Right. There's a fight physically to expose what is happening, to reveal what is happening, but there is a fight with light that we need to join into, join in with, in order to elevate the consciousness, the spiritual consciousness of the souls that are causing the damage so that they will stop causing the damage and stop doing what they're doing. Right. It just seems that they're so entrenched in their lust, their lust for power and control that it's very difficult to uh, get them to change. Uh, and like it, you said, it's it. the same people. They just keep reincarnating over and over again at the top, uh, which, yes. is, which is kind of crazy. But I want to go back to something you said because it's another topic that I wanted to ask your, uh, your opinion on and, and see if Joseph has had anything to say about. You know, when you said that uh, this is all about control and making us fear anyone that's different, Well, now it looks like we have the total flip side of that. It seems to have, to me, stepped into the level of insanity uh, when here in the United States we now have what they're calling cancel culture and everybody going uh, off the deep end, okay? I don't know if, you know, where you grew up, if you had that simple little stupid game, uh, Mr. Potato Head, okay? Yes, indeed. Okay. So... So, <laughs> I know what's coming, Maria. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I think the game was a hit back in those days because potatoes were cheap and people actually okay. ate real potatoes. Okay. I guarantee you that 90% of American homes don't have real potatoes anymore in the larder. Okay. Really? That's number one. Number two. These children that are born today, they're born with technology stuck to their ear. It's hard for me to even imagine that a child today would be amused by Mr. Potato Head. Okay, so so my question is, now they want to strike Mr. from Mr. Potato Head. Even though some of the potatoes I, I have seen have some, some pretty interesting spuds on them that could be mistaken for a mister. Uh, <laughs> uh, when I look at the level of insanity that's going on, you know, uh, I could understand insulting things like Aunt Jemima, okay? Uh, and, and, you know, some products that Americans have that, you know, been here since slavery. Uh, but when you look at how far they're going, okay, I, I understand, and I never liked Dr. Seuss. I always found his artwork very ugly, 
So I never really read Dr. Seuss's books, even as a child. If the artwork didn't click with me, I couldn't read the book. But I read now, <laughs> yesterday, that they're going to eliminate six of his books because some of this stuff in them could be considered racist. Uh, so we have this erasing going on, being replaced with insanity, and now you have to know what name or what sex to refer someone to uh, with this gender fluidity. And that's something I wanted to ask you about. Um, yes. You know, well, let's go back again to the Bible, okay? I look at this and I say to myself, we have so much hatred in this country against anybody that's different. You know, whether they're LGBTQ, whether they're black, whether they're a Jane. Uh, and I look at this and I'm like, okay, so what happened? Even the Bible says that God created man in his own image. Okay, so that would think there's plenty of space for all these different varieties. Yes. What is your view on what is happening here? I think it's, I've got to add one more um, term that we have in the UK. I don't know whether you've heard of it in the US. Uh, there is an area of the UK where uh, you cannot, midwives are no longer allowed to refer to the term breastfeeding. They have to call it chest feeding. Chest so that feeding. They don't, chest feeding oh, so that God. they don't upset anyone who is not a lady who might have a baby. Now, you know, I'm sorry, but I've tried and tried, but I just can't feed a baby that way. <laughs> no, well, listen, I have a chest and I have breast. okay? I yes. don't think I can feed my children through my lungs <laughs> or my ribcage. Uh, so you look at this, and it's like everybody has gotten so crazy over labels, which I have talked to people about for years, not labeling their children, not labeling your sexuality, not labeling diseases and sticking somebody with, oh, that child is, you know, it's got ADHD, he's going to have it forever. Uh, I'm gay, I'm straight. And it's like, hello, we're all just sexual beings. Why can't you just leave it at that? Absolutely. But I think what's going on here is that alarm bells are going off within people but they are sensing those alarm bells in the wrong way. They are thinking, I need something. I'm not complete. I, I, I don't know what it is. What it is, and what's missing from all this nonsense, all this insanity, is a sense of us being spiritual beings. Exactly. We're going further and deeper and deeper and deeper into materiality and associating ourselves with the physical totally. We are not the physical. And it, it right. makes me want to sort of grab people by the lapels and say, just listen, just think, just consider for a moment what you are. Right. You're not, you know, for a time you're a man or for a time you're a woman, but you are neither of those things. You're in a particular suit of clothes so that you can go through a particular set of challenges and learn. Mm. But you are not a man, you are not a woman, you are a spirit. You have masculine tendencies, you have feminine tendencies, you have both, you have neither. The masculine and the feminine are aspects of creation that are your tools, that right. you are 
learning how to manipulate so that you can create further when you get back to the spiritual realms. Right. We identify so much with it. It's like saying, you know, I drive a particular car. <laughs> I drive a Fiat 500, but that doesn't make me a Fiat 500. Exactly. It makes me the driver of a Fiat 500, and that car has particular um, uh, characteristics because I choose to drive that car. I chose that car, and the people that are listening chose in this particular lifetime to have the physical frame of a male or of a female. Now, that doesn't say that they are totally male or totally female in the way that they respond to life. Mm -hmm. But because contained within that male or that female package, you have attributes of both. And some will be dominant and some will be less so. Mm. But the, the package is here for a purpose. Right. The package is here so that you can approach certain challenges during your life from the uh, viewpoint, from the standpoint, from the approach of being in either a male or a female body. But nothing more than that. Right. I've been a female in the past. <laughs> I was a female in Egypt, donkeys ages ago. Right. You know, so does, does that make me any less male or any less female? No, it doesn't. Right. It was something that I needed to do, just as being a male at this stage is something I need to do in this incarnation. It gives me certain challenges and certain responses. Mm -hmm. We're missing the point entirely. Absolutely. We're operating from the surface only. Right. You know, everything is a surface reaction. I'm offended. Right. I'm upset. Right. You're, you're upsetting me. You're, you're going against me. I, I want you out of... Which is what we said about evil. They, anything that is not of them, they want to cancel. Exactly. away from their lives, out of their lives, got to disappear. They are not even willing to consider any other viewpoint than their own. Exactly. And I mean, it just gets crazier and crazier. You know, we have, uh, you know, we have, we have something going on here. I don't know how close you follow the insanity in this country. Uh, but we have this new crackpot uh, female congresswoman uh, who hates everybody, basically. Uh, she has an office right across from another congresswoman whose child just came out as transgender. So this congressional demon hung a big sign outside her office facing the woman's door saying, there are only two sexes, male and female, we learn the science. Now what's interesting is the woman that put up the hateful sign is an adulteress extraordinaire, okay? She's married and she's pretty much gone through, you know, several of the uh, men at her gym. We'll leave it at that. So this became a huge story here. Then you have Trump, who's no longer in office, thank the universe, who is making an open vendetta against any members of his own party who have slighted him or voted to impeach him. So he wants to cancel them and openly uh, is battling uh, against them. Now, when I look at this kind of insanity, uh, and, and that's another question I want to ask you. I know this is a loaded, loaded amount that I'm throwing your way, Michael. Uh, transgender people. Okay, one of my good friends found out that his daughter wanted to be his son. He was extremely supportive of his child. And he felt that he had to defend that child on social media. 
which I find very sad. Okay. Uh, what's your take on transgendered people? Because I, my take isn't much different than my beliefs on gay people. Uh, but I'd like to hear yours. Well, everyone we meet, everyone we don't meet, is a spirit. Everyone we meet, everyone we don't meet, has been male and female. Everyone we meet and everyone we don't meet, despite what their body says they are, is a blend of male and female energies. And those male and female energies are there as tools to allow us to create as the angelic beings that we really are. We are equal to every other soul we meet. There is this focus on sexuality being important. There is this focus on uh, politics being important. There is this, this focus on my viewpoint uh, is fine and your viewpoint isn't, and I will cancel it. Right. And all these things that we focus on and want to attack and want to destroy are the surface only, and it's back to the same single point that I think we're making tonight. We have to consider what we really are. I'm not a man, I'm not a woman, I'm a spirit. Right. And I will continue to be a spirit forever. I'm an angelic being. What right do I have to counsel, to, to attack, to, to harm any other spirit? That spirit is my brother, my sister, my companion, my family. Right. Who am I to attack anyone? And who are these people at the moment to attack anyone? But it's down to a lack of understanding of what we are. And I think it's surfacing at the moment, this, this universal, well, global, not universal, thank God, global insanity is because we're moving so far away from any acceptance or realization or investigation into what we are. We've thrown out the spiritual. We've cancelled, if we want it in a sentence, We've cancelled the spiritual. Mm -hmm. We've cancelled the spiritual. And look at the world we're in as a result. Absolutely. We do not acknowledge any spiritual aspect to our lives whatsoever. Whatsoever. If we did, we'd never attack another person. If we did, we'd never try to control or manipulate or deceive another person. If we did, the world would be harmonious. And it sounds like a fantasy, but we would live in harmony with each other, with the animal kingdom, and with the planet. And we're doing none of those things at this time. Mm. And what is amazing is that all this action is being taken by these individuals with no thought whatsoever that there will be any reparation have to, have to be had after they've gone. Right. No thought whatsoever, seemingly, about the fact that they're only here for a few years. What do they think they're going to achieve? Huh. What do they think they're going to achieve? The ones that are in power and want all the money. What do you think you're going to do with it? Are you going to stuff your pockets and take it in your shroud with you? Right. I don't think so. Right. What are you hoping to achieve? I, I agree. What? You know, today I made a post on social media that just said this. You know, whatever you do today really matters, but not here. Absolutely right. You know, and unfortunately, right. And I mean, it's a frightening thing. 
I know. But, you know, in your book, Revelation, uh, I'd like to give a little quote from it. It's the purpose of a human being is to become whole, to balance the positive and the negative. So, you know, people talk about the yin-yang. They put the little stickers on their cars. They have no idea what it means. Uh, and not only the positive and the negative, but also to balance the male and female within. Yeah. You know, I know that when I'm working, I'm using my male energy. And I know when I'm not, and I'm fun, Maria, I'm using my female energy. Uh, and people still looking f to fill that empty space within themselves through another person. They don't understand it needs to be done by you. But people only do that to make themselves feel better by attacking someone else. Yes, yeah. And I mean, it, it what happened to the love? You know, what happened yes. to love? Uh, love your neighbor. You know, the basic tenets of every religion are all tossed out the window. Uh, and, you know, they will use, you know, religion as a defense uh, when it's convenient for them. You know, uh, they will use it, you know, uh, I don't know how much of the crazy goes on here, but, you know, at a recent uh, fanatic convention in Orlando of the supposedly conservatives, they rolled out a giant golden statue of Donald Trump. And all I could think of, of course, I went right back to Moses, and I thought about all their teachings of every religion, you know, because the, the God, supposedly, that created this was very jealous and said, you should have no gods before me. Um, and this is, it's like a repeat. My, I'm waiting for the Red Sea to part, to tell you the truth. Well, yes, yes. But as you say, we're repeating the pattern. We dropped ourselves into the fall. And until we examine that action and say, no, we don't want that anymore, that's all we have to do to move away from that and it, it's down to us believing that we were right at the time of the fall and subconsciously we still believe we're right. We still believe to back away from that decision that has caused so much harm and until we do so, it will repeat and repeat and repeat. It's right. Groundhog Day. Oh, I and know. Can, <laughs> it, it's coming to the surface more and more and more so the insanity is sweeping through everything. Absolutely. I'm sure like myself, I'm sure like myself, you're following uh, Mount Etna in Sicily. Okay, Mount Etna has been blowing now for about two weeks. Uh, and the videos that I watch on it are astounding. Okay, and there's another uh, volcano exploding. I forget where. Uh, but I'm looking at this and I'm thinking fire and brimstone, fire and brimstone. And then we had these huge ice storms going through the Midwest, which I'm sure you got to see on your news because Texas yeah. was screwed, basically. Yeah. And I'm looking at that and I'm going, fire and ice, fire and ice. And, yeah. and I see what the planet is doing and saying. 
how can people ignore the planet's reaction to our actions? Yes, yes. And the planet at some stage, if we're not careful, will come to the point where it says, I don't want to support you any longer. I'm sorry. I've given you chance after chance after chance after chance. There is no point me putting more energy into sustaining you as human beings. So, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for the good times, but off you go. Right, right. And we don't realize how close we are to that point unless we get ourselves together. And we get ourselves together by taking that first step and examining we are. The only perspective that works is the spiritual perspective. Absolutely. The only energy, the only power that is in this world is spiritual power, divine energy. Anything else is transient, anything else is chaotic, anything else will not work. And it doesn't matter whether you are, you know, sitting at home by yourself or in charge of a country. Unless you are using spiritual power and are using that power for the good of all, whatever you are doing will not work work. And I wish I could put that on a big poster and stick it outside all the, 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 the seats of government around the world. Unless you are doing this for the good of people, unless you are doing it from the viewpoint of the divine within, it will not work. You will not work. And one day you will have to take your actions back to the higher realms and examine them. Nobody else will do it. You won't be judged by anyone except yourself. And I think that's the scariest thing. Right. That we will, event we will eventually look at ourselves right. and judge ourselves. Exactly. I already judge myself for coming here. So I understand. <laughs> yes, so do I. Right. That's supposed to be out of our minds. <laughs> Michael, we need to take a short break. Stay with us, Michael, and I'll be right back. Hi, this is Monica Sepulveda of Wake Up with Maria and Monica. You can hear us every second Tuesday of the month. We offer you solutions and tools to help raise your own vibratory frequency. And as we stay in this light of love, we shift ourselves and the planet shifts by itself. No reason to react to the negativity that's going on this planet when we're all so powerful. So why not use it every morning when you wake up? Um, actually, I'm doing this promotion for selfish reasons. I just got to tell you that Maria is probably the best. No, I know. She's the best intuitive reader I have ever met in my life, and she's underpaid. Uh, I mean, check out her prices and check out mine. There's differences. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm a medium. I contact people who've passed on. But this woman is incredibly accurate with her predictions. I've never met anybody so gifted. She's so wonderful as a friend, and I'm humbled to be on her show. Thank you so much, Maria. Sorry I had to plug you here, but I just have to brag about you. You're that good. Take care, everyone, and make it a great day. Bye. Welcome back to The Bigger Picture with myself and Michael Rikia. If you're not familiar with Michael's work, The Joseph Communications, you need to get familiar with it. Michael, what website can people use to order your books? In the UK, thejosephcommunications.co.uk. In the US, thejosephcommunications.com. Okay. And so now it's called The Joseph Communications? Sorry, Maria. Do you use the word the in front of that website? Yes. Yeah, the jo yeah all one word, thejosephcommunications.co.uk or thejosephcommunications.com. 
and they'll find us on YouTube as well where we have over 90 uh, free videos at the Joseph Communications. Yeah, I know. I was surfing through uh, YouTube last night with my son and there you were. I said, look, it's my friend Michael. <laughs> then I kept going and I saw some of my other friends, Richard Grove. I even actually saw a couple of my shows posted there. I thought I was stricken from YouTube, but I guess I'm still there. It just demonetized me because the truth hurts. Anyway, let's get back to uh, what we were discussing. So let's, I know we're jumping around a little today, but I think it's all connected. Is there sex on the other side? Do you leave here and say, well, I'm going to be a man in spirit, I'm going to be a woman in spirit, or I'm going to be a frog in spirit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we can be a a man in spirit. We we are the sum of our past lives uh, as a spiritual being. And each of those past lives is like a suit of clothes that we can wear whenever we want to get that suit of clothes out of the spiritual wardrobe, as it were. Right. And so we can uh, appear as we want to appear based on the lives that we've had. And also based on how we want to approach someone else. For example, if an old friend uh, passes over and we want to meet them, they may not recognize us as our chosen persona. And so we can revert to the persona that they knew us as so that they can relate to us and then we can transform into one of the other personas that we uh, we like to, to be more. We like to be mm-hmm. in, feel comfortable in more. Right. Now the sex thing, my goodness, don't we place a lot of, of value on sex? Don't we, you know, like it's the be-all and end-all. Right. And it's, of course... It, it, of course, it, it brings us, uh, mo- if, if, if things are correct, it brings us momentary bliss. So instead of concentrating on sex, we should be concentrating on that bliss. And there is a bliss in the higher realms. There is a bliss of being. There is a bliss of doing. There is a bliss of creating. There is a bliss in moving on. And uh, that is our major focus, not the physical uh, I mean, there, there is no mechanism by which we can have sex in the uh, spirit worlds to produce a child, for example. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Right. You know? I mean, if we want to, uh, in, the, in the, I don't want to say lower realms, in the initial realms, as we're going up the, the staircase that leads to infinity and back to the angelic host, we can do whatever we want. So if we want that experience, we can have that experience. But it isn't real in the sense that it's a physical experience. Right. But it's still available to us. But as we move on, it becomes less important. Uh, that the things that, that there are such opportunities awaiting us. Right. We are such wonderful beings. We can create worlds. We can create universes. And believe me, once we get to that state, we are not thinking about sex. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, it's interesting, you know, the way you describe all that, because I know that uh, if I'm in a session with somebody and, and one of their dearly departed want to show up, uh, the way they show themselves to me is the way they like themselves best when they had a physical body. So it could be when they were 30, when they were 40, or whatever, whichever, uh, whichever part of their human life that they liked best. But, of course, as you said, that's not really who you are. You know, you don't want your, your mother who crossed over 
coming through looking like Godzilla, okay? It would probably scare the crap out of you. <laughs> so she's going to come through at a time that she really, you know, thought she was pretty or liked her, her physicality the most or whatever, just to connect. Uh, but it's also like trying to put names on spiritual beings. They don't have human-like names. Um, so, you know, people really need to start figuring out you know, where do I go from here? You know, it's sad to me because I don't find that many people even think about these things till they're seniors. This is the problem, of course. This is the problem. It causes such problems when they've initially crossed over. And it also explains why so many people come back to this world rather than moving on into the progressive spiritual sphere. Mm -hmm. Because they haven't raised their vibration sufficiently in knowledge to be able to move on when presented with the choice. So the choice is always, look, you don't have to go back to Earth. You can move on into these blissful spheres. And I suppose the, 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 the phrase that many people use is, what spiritual spheres? Because they can't relate to them, because as you say, they haven't considered them at all during their life. So an important thing to do whilst we're here is to investigate what comes next. Exactly. Consider life after death. To, 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 to go within and see what you, to, you, you're saying to yourself about the possibility of life after death. To check some of the literature on life after death. To check out near-death experiences and to form a picture and not be afraid of death. Not put it off until the last minute because it might bring you through your own volition right back here. Mm -hmm. And who on earth in their right mind at this present time would want to come back for another life here? Right. <laughs> I certainly don't. <laughs> <laughs> that I can tell you. Uh, and it's interesting because I'm sure you've seen there's been a lot of uh, famous people, celebrities, etc., that have left the planet in the past month. Yes. And yes. Uh, whenever I make a post about it, I'll always put R.I.P., but I'll also write in, don't ever come back. Uh, so even when I'm sending them off with good thoughts, I also say, don't come back. Uh, and I, I think that that's important for people. So let's get back to the good and evil, the yin and the yang, okay? Yeah. A lot of people don't even know how to define the word evil. And when I was rereading over some of your work for today's show, it reminded me many years ago, uh, Shirley MacLaine, the actress, she had written a book about her psychic experiences. Of course, she got poo-pooed out of Hollywood and everybody thought she was a whack job, but her books were excellent. And she talked about having been in, uh, I think it was India, and she was on a boat, you know how all those people will commune, uh, travel around on those little disgustingly filthy looking little boats. Um, and she looked over to the other boat where the fishermen were on a boat with their kids or whatever, and a child had fallen in, off the boat into the water. She immediately went into a panic because her first response was to jump in and save that baby or that child. But she was told, no, you don't do that here because their belief system said that's his karma. We can't interfere. Um, and that's a story I always remembered because to her as an American woman, she thought that was evil and it was bad. 
But to those people in their culture, it was just a normal part of their lives. There was no there was no evil or bad attached to it. It was basically, it is what it is. Yes. Um, what do you think about that? And when you people want to define what's bad or what's evil? There, there is no good or bad. There is definitely evil. I believe there is definitely evil. But evil uh, to me and to Joseph is lack. It's lack of spiritual knowledge. And it's lack of knowledge of what we did all that time ago. And what we did wasn't a sin, but we have, we have made this into an asylum. And it might be okay for a good few years, but then the asylum part of it becomes stronger and stronger and stronger until we snuff ourselves out as a civilization. And then because we've nowhere to go, because we haven't investigated life after death, we haven't accepted the higher vibrations. We haven't raised our vibrations sufficiently to be able to go into those vibrations. We have to come back again. We go into stasis. We go into a non-time until the earth decides to support us again. And then off we go again for another ride on the merry-go-round. Round and round and round and round. So evil is a lack of light. It's not a sin. And what people are doing at the moment, it's difficult to think, well, they're doing terrible things, and they are. Mm -hmm. Those terrible things are not sins. They are a cry for help that is projected into this material world. And the cry for help is because they refuse to, they know they want something, but they don't know what it is. And what it is, is within them. What it is, is that spark that connects them to everything, connects them to the divine connects them to each other, and they refuse to acknowledge it. They seek material answers, they seek to, to, to get rid of anything that, that uh, disagrees with their view of life. Mm -hmm. Until they reconnect, we will be going through this pantomime forever on this planet. Right. And it, it, the most important thing I think I can say to, to, to whoever's listening today is, please consider your divinity. Please investigate what you are. Please examine your spirituality. Mm -hmm. and please try and approach life from the viewpoint of you being a spirit. And from the viewpoint of you just passing through this material level, this is not the be-all and end-all. Stop focusing on the material. Start focusing on your inner world. Start projecting out that divine light, and that's when things start to change. But not until. We can say it for a million years, a million million years. Not until we step away from the uh, actions or actions in the fall. Not until we reconnect consciously, because we, we've already got a subconscious connection. Not until we reconnect consciously with the divine that we are will things ever change for the better here. It just won't happen. All the solutions that are being put forward at the moment will not work because they don't have divinity within them. Right. If they did, we wouldn't be in this mess. No, and neither would the animals be in this mess. You know, while everybody yeah. was, you know, watching the, uh, the deep freeze that went on here in the United States, especially Texas, where you have a lot of cow farmers, nobody was thinking about the animals. 
you know, the animals were, so many of them froze to death. I mean, terrible, uh, terrible deaths. Uh, we don't treat the animal kingdom with respect. We don't treat the plant kingdom with respect until there's no more food on the shelves. Uh, and if we don't start recognizing, you know, that the planet is a living being to support more life than just humans, uh, I just see it getting worse and worse until, like you said, the planet just says, well, here's a failed experiment, time to just shut down. Yes, the, until the planet says, I am not prepared to put my energy into sustaining you any longer. And we, we think, you know, that, that you see the governing bodies that think they are so smart, that they've got control of the world, mm. things are going to go their way, and at any time the world can say, enough, off you go, enough. And we don't realize that that power uh, is, is being ignored. Right. Uh, we, we don't recognize that the earth is part of us, that the animals are part of us. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that is not part of us because we are all part of the other. We're all part of the whole. And you can see how far we've come from that concept, mm -hmm. how far we've stepped away from that concept. Right. And so uh, uh, at this time, the only thing, the only thing that will work at this time, is a reconnection spiritually, and for us to start thinking not from the head but from the heart. Nothing else is going to work. Right. And it will just take us into further and more chaos until the earth says, "Right, off you go. Enough." Right. See, I would want to be. A, you know, my teacher yeah. Sunbear used to say that humans were like fleas on a dog's back and that sooner or later the dog would shake the fleas off absolutely right yes you know it's an interesting thing to look at so let's jump over you have a really good uh quote in illumination your book <clears throat> and i think everybody should think about this because it's pretty interesting every act on your level that appears to be born out of evil is initially born as a seed thought out of a need for love, a need for security, a need to feel safe. And when people don't feel safe and don't feel secure and are not experiencing love, then you end up with the insanity that we see going on. You know, murders are up in the United States. We saw the, uh, the people going crazy at the Capitol in January, uh, like chickens without a head, they don't even know what cause they're fighting for, but people are going off the deep end. And do you think it's because their needs are not being met? Their need for love, security, feeling safe? Yes, that their spiritual needs are not being met. But they have to make, meet them themselves in part. They have to realize that all the love that they need is within them. And that sounds a trite thing to say, but it isn't. Um, we have a culture of, of, of running along through our lives at 150 miles an hour. We're never still. We never stop to reconnect. We never stop to examine the possibility that there is love for us within ourselves. And if we do stop, and if we do learn to reconnect, we discover that all the love we need and have been seeking outside of ourselves has been there all the time within ourselves. And, you know, we, we, we make such a mess of relationships. We, we, we put so much onto someone else to support us in love. Mm -hmm. When we have all the support that we need within ourselves. And we, we don't take time to love ourselves. There's nothing wrong 
ourselves. We are a unique expression of the universe and worthy of our own love. But everyone else is worthy of our love too. And so we're, again, we're seeking on this low material level for something that is a high spiritual energy. And that high spiritual energy is what we really are. And we have access to that high spiritual uh, energy within ourselves at any time. We are love. We don't need love. It is there within us. We have just forgotten this or cho chosen to forget this. Mm -hmm. And we've got to remember what we are. We are love. We're looking for something on a material level that exists within us as what we really are, the spirits that we really are. Mm -hmm. we, can't be, we can't be separated from love because it's what we are. But we've separated ourselves from it consciously. We can't separate ourselves from it subconsciously, but we have done consciously. We've chosen to reject and ignore uh, what we are and what we are connected to. The whole universe is love. Right. The whole universe is love. Right. You know, we, we have a few minutes left, and I wanted to ask you if, and I, I, I hope you did, uh, if you ever saw that old Tom Hanks movie, Philadelphia, with Tom Hanks no, and I, Denzel Washington. It's one that I, I need to catch up on. Okay. Well, you know, it's about basically prejudice against Tom Hanks' character because he's gay. And it was in the early days of uh, AIDS where people get AIDS, were still getting AIDS and dying from it. And yet, at one point, right before, you know, he's going to really get worse than he already is, he gives the most magnificent speech in front of Denzel Washington's character, describing who he is. And he says, I am love. I mean, it's one of the most moving, um, uh, how could we call it, soliloquies that I have ever heard. Uh, and I highly recommend everybody look at, see the movie, because it's basically what we're talking about today. Uh, the hatred, the prejudice, uh, the lack of feelings, but at no point did he ever lose love for himself. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it just seems that humans are easier to love and forgive other people than they are themselves. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we carry around all that baggage with us, don't we, from the past. I'm not worthy of this. I can't do this because I did this on, on such a date and, uh, you know. Uh, I, I'm not worthy of love. Of course you are. Right. Of course you're worthy of love. But you have to find that love within yourself. You have to look for it. And you don't need to look any further than your own heart because that's where it is. That's where the connection is. And that's where it will always be. Absolutely. You know, it's also, you know, you hear similar things when uh, sometimes parents can't have their own children so they'll adopt a child. Uh, a lot of times one of the partners will say, I can't love it like I love my own. Uh, but to me, I've always said, every child is worthy of love. doesn't matter whether it's yours or somebody else's. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's this identification with us being a particular persona. That, that persona is only the car that we mentioned earlier. Right. It's not who you are. You are connected to everyone. Everyone is your brother. Everyone is your sister. Everyone is your child. Everyone is your parent. They can't help me because we're all the same thing. We've got to get out of the car for a bit. Right. right. I'm, get, I'm getting a little car sick at this point. It's what? Sorry, Marie. I said I'm getting a little car sick at this point. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs>
Michael, I want to thank you as always for joining me today. I think this was an extremely enlightening conversation. So I'm looking forward to our next chit chat. So you take good care and we'll, we'll speak soon. Look forward to it, Maria. Take good care of yourself. You too. Take care. Bye. Michael Rakia, one of a kind. I hope you uh, enjoyed today's show. It was uh, totally different than how we usually do our shows. But these are topics that are important. Uh, And I'm glad that uh, we got to cover it. So again, thanks for supporting the show. Tell your friends about it. Uh, And uh, unlike the Bible, similar to the Bible, you can pick and choose any shows you care to listen to. There's plenty of them in the archives on site. So thanks again. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening and supporting The Maria Show. Tell others what you learned today. Knowledge becomes wisdom only when it's shared. Encourage others to subscribe today. www.maria.net Often imitated, never duplicated. A world of information all in one place. www.maria.net Always ahead of the curve. Always on your side. Get active or get radioactive. Subscribe today.